It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. And the Upfront panel, as usual, on Mondays, <laughs> we're back. I think we're back into our normal arrangement here now. Um, and uh, that would be yours truly, Dick Bouchard. Thank you very much for tuning in this morning. Glad to have you with us. Now, let me ask you this. Is it warm enough for you? <laughs> for, for those of you that were concerned uh, earlier that it was, uh, oh, my goodness, that was so hot, uh, you know, and all that business. Uh, that's that's all done with. We're we're now back to um, it being a normal summer. Is there anything so really different about this particular summer than any previous summer? All right, so uh, we've had three or more ninety degree days. So what? Um, this is uh, what normally happens at this time of the year. Do you think it's time for President? Joe Biden to declare some sort of national emergency. I, I certainly don't think so. As a matter of fact, probably the best thing he could do is just stay confined to the White House, where he's been, by the way, since Thursday. Uh, that was the last we've seen of him. I bet you didn't know that Joe Biden claimed he has cancer, but that's what he said during his stupid visit to Somerset, Massachusetts last week to do what? To promote offshore wind turbines. Now, he told the media and those who accompanied him uh, had gathered to listen to his, I think it was a, originally I had heard it was a 14-minute prepared speech, and then later I heard that it might have been 16 minutes. What difference does it make? It was all baloney anyway. Here's the direct quote. That's why I am so and so damn many other people that I grew up with in Delaware have cancer, Biden continued. And why, for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation, blaming nearby Pennsylvania oil refineries. I think he meant New Jersey, frankly. But anyway, turns out Biden had some skin cancer that was removed. And by the way, that's caused by the sun. And his wild comments that he has cancer remain unfounded. Biden refused to take any questions from the media. <laughs> they certainly had some when he announced he had cancer. And he and his companions got back onto the jet plane they came up on, flew back to D.C. After speaking mainly to the media, WNRI's John DePietro was there to cover it, by the way. That a go, John. Biden, during his prepared speech, repeatedly promised executive action to combat climate change, vowing to treat it as a national emergency. So that's why I started it off saying that, although he stopped short of declaring an official federal emergency on the issue. My source for all of this thus far, Breitbart.com. Over a thousand people had nothing good to say about Joe Biden's visit to Somerset, Mass., and the dusty site of the old demolished Braden Point coal-powered power plant, which, by the way, was the largest in New England. Biden thinks wind power, yet to be built, will replace what coal was producing. I assure you, it will not. The latest is that Biden, who has been all over COVID shots, I think he's had three or four of them, somehow caught COVID again. And he might even have spread it among his entourage. Well, did you know that Major League Baseball's All-Star Game aired last Tuesday? <laughs> you probably, you know, at one time when I was a kid, they say, oh, the All-Star Game. We were all shook up about, um, you know, who would be named to the All-Star team. It was big thing when I was a kid and lived on Manville Road across from the Verdun. And it's turned out that Major League's All-Star Game has uh, become less important 
than 60 Minutes, for example. 7.5 million viewers tuned in on Tuesday, making it the lowest rated all-star game in Major League Baseball history. And this is according to Sports Business Journal. Um, the uh, writer of the story is Austin Karp. The Fox broadcast, he said, was even worse than the previous least-watched game from 2019, the latter of which earned 8.1 million viewers. It did, however, have a few more viewers than 60 minutes reached, the number one show in the Nielsen Top Ten that we reported to you on last Monday. By the way, I checked Nielsen this morning, and they do not have a an update of their new top ten. So what we gave you last Monday still counts. My source for this was Breitbart.com. Well, we all know that if a Trump-supported candidate wins, you will not read about it in the paper. So I'm here to tell you that Dan Cox, who secured former President Donald J. Trump's highly valuable endorsement, defeated Trump critic Governor Larry Hogan's choice as his successor, Kelly Schultz. That was in Maryland's Republican gubernatorial primary last week. By the way, the Cox victory in Maryland puts Trump's endorsement record at 147 yeses to 10 no's. That's, in other words, 147 people that he endorsed actually got elected in these early primaries, and 10 of them didn't. But you'll never read about it. You'll only hear about it here on the Monday Morning Upfront Show. And frankly, I have to go looking for it myself. The usual source for this is Politico.com. And by the way, they are no friend of Donald Trump. Trump has been perfect with his picks in 22 other states. And we add that to the Maryland uh, pick that we just told you about. Speaking of the primary season, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are in another lull now before we pick back up again on August the 2nd, and there will be major Republican races in the following states, Arizona, Kansas, Michigan, and Missouri. Did you know that former Bill Clinton advisor Dick Morris predicted last Tuesday on Newsmax TV National Report that former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton would be running against former President Donald Trump in the 2024 presidential race. Now, when Dick Morris was asked if Trump will run in 2024, Morris said yes, he'll be the Republican nominee. Morris also said he'll probably get it by acclamation. Morris, uh, who has been a political operative for as long as I can remember, um, says he doesn't think they're going to be a primary like the last time. Remember when there were 20 Republicans up on stage <laughs> and he eliminated 19 of them? He further predicted he'll win the election. And he said Trump's opponent is going to be Hillary Clinton. Woof! Morris has a weekly program on Newsmax, and he's on WABC in New York every Sunday noontime. I try to be a regular fan of both shows. However, um, I didn't get a chance to listen to the Sunday show uh, this past week. It, it's been a, a real screwball week <laughs> for us, but... Uh, uh, you probably don't want to hear about any of it, but the the bottom line is that uh, we're still here, and we're happy to be here with you on the Upfront program. Hopefully, you're happy to be among the listeners. Now, I have always been a big fan of a program that airs on the History Channel. The name of the program is called American Pickers, and I was... Kind of disappointed when Mike Wolf's partner was cut from the show. Um, 
and especially concerned when I learned in the New York Post last week that Frank Fritz has suffered a stroke at the age of 56, and he remained hospitalized at least last when I checked. Now, Wolf has brought on his brother and then another guy named Jersey Joe and Danielle with all her tattoos out on the road with him as Pickers continues to wear new episodes and um, draws upon past episodes as fillers. But American Pickers is not drawing the audiences they had when the bearded... uh, Chunky guy Frank Fritz and Wolf were out on the road together, hunting down old objects that Wolf resells to collectors in his two stores located in Iowa and Tennessee. Wolf asked his fans to pray for Fritz's recovery, and I do the same thing. And in a fit of irony, no one would believe in fiction. It was exactly one year ago to the day that Biden told the country that the COVID vaccination would protect you from being infected. Just so you know, on July 21st, 2022, the White House announced that the twice vaccinated and twice boosted Joe Biden has got the coronavirus again. Now, on July 21st, 2021, here is what Joe Biden told the country. That those who got vaccinated could not get the coronavirus. He made the pronouncement on a CNN town hall event. So you may have seen him say this if you happen to watch CNN. My source for that is Breitbart.com. You're listening to the Upfront program. Somebody wants to talk to us. Hi, you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, good morning, Dick. I'm so glad to hear your voice on the radio. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I agree with you about American Pickers. I used to watch it all the time. <clears throat> me too. I have um, allergies. Excuse me. Not a problem. I used to watch it. And I wondered what happened. I agree with you. Uh, Danielle and her tattoos do nothing for me. Those people to me, and David Bromstad on HGTV, they look like they belong in a carnival sideshow. <laughs> I mean, I understand I, I understand one tattoo to yeah. memorialize a, um, a, a grandparent passed mm-hmm. away or something like that. But, but anyway, the, reason, the main reason I called you, I did not know until this morning that um, Fox News, uh, the Fox Channel, and the the New York Post are owned by the same people. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. So I learned something this morning. And And that's why you might have seen a little strange stuff about Donald Trump in the New York Post over the weekend. Go ahead. You brought me exactly to my next point. There is a concerted effort going on within the Republican... The Republican Party is so stupid, Dick. I can't even believe how stupid they are. They can Gina be. Armando, say that again? They can be. Stupid. Oh, <laughs> they are. They, they are. They are. They don't understand the word unity. Now, Gina Raimondo... Uh, was shown on Newsmax this morning on CNN or something, and she was asked about Joe Biden, and she said he's a wonderful president, he's doing a great job, um, and he will be the nominee in 2024. See, she gets it. She gets uh, united we stand, divided we fall, the Republicans don't, they're pushing DeSantis, and I had an argument with a friend of mine, and I blamed DeSantis for not coming out and saying, I am supporting Donald Trump in 24. That would end all this nonsense. And I'm going to make my prediction. Michelle Obama will be the Manchurian candidate that the Democrats will put up in 24. Thank you, Mr. Dick Bouchard. I love hearing you on the radio. Bye. Thank you very much. And uh, all right. So we're going to make a note of that. Uh, she predicts that uh, Mooch, uh, Michelle Obama, will uh, be 
the Democratic nominee, and um, she contradicts what Dick Morris thinks. Uh, he thinks that Hillary Clinton will be the Democratic nominee in 2024. That's a long way off, but I certainly hope I'm around to see that election. Scott McGee from the Stearns McGee team is ready. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market conditions, Scott would love to offer his services to you. He knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help you guide through the nuances of the current real estate market. So let Scott work hard for you. Your real estate experience will be memorable and enjoyable. You can reach him directly at 401 639 Yours truly, Dick Bouchard, here with you on Mondays. Glad you're with us. Seven-day-a-week dining at Grumpy's. Quality dining, casual dining. Monday through Thursday, our $10 dinner special starting at 4 p.m. You might find baked manicotti on the menu, or honey jack chicken, or our special oven-baked meatloaf. Monday through Thursday, $10 dinner special starting at 4 at Grumpy's. Or you can select from our regular menu with so many choices. And our kitchen is open on Friday and Saturday night till midnight for your convenience. So, for quality dining, come on into Grumpy's Restaurant, holding our prices during these inflationary times. Pulaski Boulevard, South Bellingham, Massachusetts. So you happen to own a house. You've got a homeowner's policy. You've got insurance on your car. You've got your boat insured. You've added the motorcycle. Maybe you even have a summer home, a winter chalet. But do you have an all-state personal umbrella policy to protect you should there be a claim against you that's not completely covered by all those other policies I just mentioned. That's what a personal umbrella policy from Allstate is all about. You could get sued for over a million dollars following an accident. Your dog bites someone. Someone has an accident around your pool. I could mention a dozen other scenarios that you could legally be obligated to pay for that exceeds your present coverage. So you get the idea. You may need extra protection when you need it most. Why not call 401-765-5000 or stop in and talk to the Benjamin Allstate Agency about investing in a personal umbrella policy available between one to five million dollars. The Benjamin Allstate Agency, two convenient offices, main office across from the Dowling Village in North Smithfield, and the other office at 72 South Main Street in South Bellingham, Massachusetts. Remember, you are in good hands with Allstate. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And I was uh, glad that the cat lady uh, mentioned that uh, she was a fan of American Pickers. And uh, I have been very careful to check the top 150 cable shows. And guess what is missing from the top 150 cable shows? American Pickers. So, Mike Wolf's idea of uh, keeping Frank Fritz off the program may not be working out so well for him. You know, sometimes um, you make a mistake. Well, for those of you uh, waving the flag for legalizing marijuana, and I hear a couple of folks calling the station here, uh, doing so from time to time. I have some unsettling news for those of us who are sharing the highways with those marijuana users. New research just in from the Insurance um, Institute for Highway Safety has revealed a 5.8% rise in traffic crashes in marijuana-friendly states. Those states are or were Colorado, Washington, Oregon, California, and Nevada. So uh, it's just something I'd mention. And as you see marijuana use uh, picking up in neighboring states here, um, I wonder if a raise in traffic 
statistics will be reflected because of marijuana. What do you think? DailyMail.com was my source for that story. Well, hours after he was convicted on a misdemeanor contempt of Congress clown show charge by an all-Democrat D.C. jury, former Trump advisor Steve Bannon made an appearance on the Tucker Carlson Tonight Show to declare, quote, if I go to jail, so be it. He is, of course, planning to appeal the finding. During the interview on Friday night, Carlson asked the former Breitbart editor how he felt about the possibility that he might be going to prison. And Bannon remained defiant, telling the host, hey, if I go to jail, I go to jail. I will never back off a second, like the eight years when he was a naval officer. I've committed my life to this program to get this done. He continued, I will never back off. I support Donald Trump and the Constitution, said Bannon. I'm not backing off one inch. If I go to jail, so be it. My source for the story has written DailyMail.com. And now the rest of the story. Did you know that Joe Biden's bragging about he ordered 53 flights of cargo planes with nothing but baby formula from Europe on board? And you know what that did? It only produced a one-week supply of baby formula. Can you imagine what it cost for those 53 flights um, of baby formula that produced only one week supply of baby formula? Another one from this man who should be in a nursing home, in my opinion. Has anybody totaled up what Biden cost you taxpayers for him to fly from Washington with a bunch of invited staff to talk for, well, you know, maybe a quarter of an hour to a few reporters and those who actually accompanied him. He took no questions from reporters. He got back on Air Force One and returned to D.C. Can you imagine what this um, Air Force One trip cost? And never mind the long line of SUVs that brought him and his entourage from Green Airport to Somerset, Mass., where he made that dull 18-minute speech about global warming that certainly wasn't a news event, standing on the site of what was New England's largest coal-fired electric plant that basically was demolished thanks to EPA rules three years ago. Did you know? Which of the 50 states is most financially literate? I thought this was an interesting story because I wanted to know who that state was. It turns out it's the state of Utah. Why? Well, because more than 82% of the people who live there actually spend less than they make. And nearly 92% have a bank account. And 83% regularly put money aside for their future retirement. Now, I'm sure you know that I will be telling you about Rhode Island, but I'm going to keep you waiting. Here are a few more high-scoring states in order. Virginia, Idaho, New Hampshire, and Missouri. So, the lowest-scoring states are... Uh, as follows. Well, let's give, let's give you the lowest scoring state. It isn't Rhode Island. It turns out to be Arkansas, where the Clintons come from. Other low scoring states are Alabama, Alaska, Rhode Island, and Hawaii. This study was done by the Urban Institute and FINRA.org. I bet you didn't know that Bill and Hillary Clinton were in Rhode Island last week. I had to read about it on a national website. They were caught watching their daughter, Chelsea, with her three children, riding the merry-go-round at Watch Hill. I know I've put my grandchildren on that same merry-go-round. Hardly no one noticed the former president and his wife, escorted by a couple of Secret Service agents, and they seem to have blended in with other Rhode Island and out-of-state vacationers. 
Did you know Bill and Hillary were in Rhode Island last week? I didn't until I read about it on the Internet. Are you lying about your age? I never do. I'm actually proud of my age. And stop lying about your age, says 64-year-old book author. She says, we're told that such negativity could actually be affecting our health. A growing body of research is showing negative attitudes toward aging actually increases the risk of dementia, the risk of heart disease, and even menopausal symptoms such as hot flashes and insomnia. Now, a recent Seoul National University study, for example, found people who felt younger than their chronological age showed fewer signs of brain aging than those who felt their true age or older. I'm 84 years old. I'm proud of it. I don't feel that age at all. And I'm thrilled to share it with you. My source for the story is the DailyMail.com. You want to tell me your age? You're perfectly willing to do so. Hi, you're next on WNRI. Go ahead. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. How are you? Morning. How are you? Good and yourself? I'm terrific. Thank you. 84 years old and happy to be alive. <laughs> I, look, I look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Dick, uh, workers' wages have been cut 30% in the last 12 months. Technically, yes, because uh, inflation being at 9.1%, you do the math. You're right. Uh, I think it's only right and fitting that taxes have to be cut, both income and property, by the same percentage, 30%. Well, that isn't going to happen. You do realize that, but it's an interesting (laughs) comment. Go ahead. Well, I mean, somebody's losing somewhere along the line. For example, a person making $30,000 a year had a $9 an hour cut in their pay. person making $60,000 had an $18 an hour cut in pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to put it in perspective, what say ye, Dick? Well, I'll tell you what I did is I, I gave uh, my hourly uh, wage earners here at the radio station a 5% pay increase a few weeks ago. And I did it to try to help them out, realizing I, I can't give them the 9% uh, differential, but trying to help them out a little bit because I I know we're all paying more for gasoline. You go to the supermarket, you see everything is in smaller packages and it all costs more. I couldn't get over it. I ended up paying $5 for half gallon of of milk. Are you serious? Uh, I mean, uh, eggs, I used to buy them for 88 cents a dozen. Now they're like $3 and up a dozen. Uh, you know, I don't have to go on. Uh, you you no. could probably fill in the rest of the blanks if you want to. Very good, Dick. And, uh, uh, well, I'll leave it at that, Dick. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought it up. And I, I, it gives me a chance to brag a little bit that at least I tried to help out some of the nice guys that work here at W1RI and ladies, by the way. Okay? Very, very good, Dick. All right. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Yes. Nice call. All right. Bye-bye now. Oh, I'm uh, pleased to be here. And more importantly, I'm going to say it again. I'm pleased to be alive. I mean, you know, (laughs) I I mean, I have so many friends that have passed away. uh, And and they were, in every case, younger than me. As far as I know, I'm the oldest person that I associate with. Well, no, there's a couple of that are kind of even with me and i know one or two that are older than me but boy it's it's uh getting to be a rarity anyway i hate to talk about something that uh depressing so why don't i do this did you know i know if if helen is listening she's gonna say there he goes He's using my... You know, Helen said to me, that's got to be your best feature, Richard. Make sure you have it on every program. So I do. Did you know which of the 50 states is most financially literate? I already told you. It's Utah. (laughs) So in case you didn't know, you now know it now. Um, 
the World Health Organization finally came out this past weekend and made it clear that monkeypox is a problem between men who have sex with other men. Period. 95% of those cases have been transmitted through sexual activity, according to a study of 528 people in 16 countries, published where? In the New England Journal of Medicine. Overall, 98% of infected people were gay or bisexual men, and about a third were known to have visited something called sex-on-site venues, such as sex parties or saunas within the previous month. My source for that rather revealing information is Newsmax.com. I want to talk about the heat a little bit. Boston and most cities here in the Northeast have broken records as we are in an official heat wave when we have three or more days of temperatures that go over 90 each day. Now, I certainly don't regret having installed three um, split air air conditioners in my house and uh, one unit outside. We have two of these things running here in the radio station. They work great. They use much less electricity than our older systems. I hope you found a way to beat the heat. Um, before I take my next break, I've got to tell you that former President Donald Trump had a lot to say Saturday night. When he was the featured speaker at Turning Point USA, they held an action summit in Tampa, Florida Saturday night. Trump expressed serious concern over Iran and how close they are to becoming a nuclear bomb threat. He said, despite the outside dangers, our biggest threat remains the sick and sinister and evil people from within our country. Mentioning by name, shifty Representative Adam Schiff of California and psycho House Speaker crazy Nancy Pelosi, also of California. Trump also exclaimed, the election was stolen. It was rigged. And now our country is being destroyed, systematically destroyed. And I couldn't agree with him more. And perhaps most importantly... We are a nation that is no longer respected or listened to around the world. Trump said we are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty, freedom, and to faith. I can't imagine why. Trump said, if elected, I will rehire all military that were fired and give back pay to those who were let go for not taking COVID shots. The mainstream media, of course, ignored everything that Trump had to say to the 5,000 people who were present in Tampa. But you can read about it, all about it, on Newsmax.com. And, of course, you've heard about it right here on the Upfront program with yours truly, Dick Bouchard. Thank you for listening, folks. I'll be back shortly. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers well here's a question for you from Vern rainville do you have frozen pipes or ice dams causing some damage to your home last winter well this is probably covered by insurance and did you know that you have two years to file a claim call Vern rainville the local adjuster that represents you not the insurance company. Vern is a licensed public adjuster by the state of Rhode Island and will work for you to initiate a claim. You can call Vern Rainville today at 484 300 
$84.95 for a free, no obligation in home consultation. All calls are returned in less than 24 hours. Shelley's Tire and Service Center in Bellingham is the go-to shop for all your tire and mechanical needs. Serving Bellingham, Franklin, Blackstone, and nearby communities for well over 40 years. We specialize in tires, wheel alignments, and general auto maintenance and repair. South Main Street at Route 126 in Bellingham. Open Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5, Saturdays till noon. Stop in and talk to our service manager at Charlie's Tire and Service Center. Call us at 508-883-1211 and make an appointment. You can check us out on Facebook, too. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And the panel on Mondays is uh, singularly yours truly, Dick Bouchard. I've been uh, doing talk radio here since uh, around 1960. So uh, I've got a little background in this business. Um, Did you know that Russia now owns the world's largest submarine? That's right. It's 608 feet long. That's... About two football fields long placed um, between the goalposts. <laughs> Russia last week signed an agreement with the Ukraine to allow their port of Odessa to export wheat. So what did Putin do? They lobbed a missile into the port just one day after the ink had dried on the agreement. A nice guy, that uh, Valdemar Putin. Putin. I like, I like calling him Putin like Mark Levin calls him. We're going to talk more about Mark Levin shortly. By now, even if you don't follow politics, you may have heard that sitting U.S. Congressman Representative Lee Zeldin, not Led Zeppelin. <laughs> it looks like it when you read it, though. Lee Zeldin, who just happens to be running for governor of New York, was attacked while he was, you know, out on the road Uh, running for governor in Rochester, New York last week. He spoke with Newsmax on Sunday. That was yesterday, three days after the attack, and insisted that the ballot box is the place to settle scores. No political violence has no place during any part of the electoral process. After this man, who claimed he was drunk now, attacked Zeldin, was released by a woke Rochester judge without bail. The FBI on Saturday, I bet you hadn't heard this yet, arrested the suspect because of the Thursday incident. The man who's 43 years old is now facing federal charges of using a dangerous weapon to assault a member of Congress. He was arrested at his home and later in the day appeared before U.S. Magistrate Judge Marianne Payson. I was wondering why it took so long, for God's sake. The guy is a U.S. congressman. And just because he's in woke Rochester, New York, <laughs> they let the guy out with no bail money. My source for all of this was Newsmax.com. Well, as you're a regular listener, you probably know one of my favorite political pundits is Dick Morris. Especially since I know he used to work for Bill and Hillary Clinton as a campaign strategist. And he's now a national TV and radio talk show host who favors Donald Trump. As a matter of fact, uh, he worked in the Trump campaign in 2020. He just released a new book that I understand is number one already that predicts that Donald Trump will be running in 2024. And after the dust settles, he thinks that Hillary Clinton will try again to be his opponent. I hope so. He may be right, but Morris also warns the Democrats are doing all they can to try and keep Trump off the 2024 ballot because they know if he gets on, he will win if the voters have a chance to correct the mistake they made in 2020. Mara said they're doing their best that they possibly can to get people to run against Trump in the Republican primary. Mara said Democrats and their friends in the mainstream media have been hyping people like Florida Governor uh, Ron DeSantis. They're hyping Texas GOP Senator Ted Cruz. They're hyping Nikki Haley. 
They're doing everything they can to create a primary thinking that they can keep him off the ballot in that way. That's not going to happen. Morris revealed that in five different primaries, Democrats have already spent $44 million trying to intervene in the Republican primaries to try and elect the candidates they want to run against. Maybe the ones easier to beat, the ones with less money. You can read all about it at Newsmax.com. Well, guess who was on TV Sunday morning while you were in church praying for somebody? Useless Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. She was on CBS. They love her. That federally subsidizing semiconductor manufacturing, which is already a profitable industry in the United States, is a matter of national security. Raimondo, speaking to Margaret Brennan, host of Face the Nation, said that the $252 billion piece of legislation that Congress is trying to put through, which has drawn bipartisan criticism from party leaders, including Bernie Sanders and Rick Scott, this is a matter of national security, Gina said. And I don't think we can put a price tag on it because we're in a very vulnerable spot. So if you talk to the military experts or the national defense contractors you know, they'll tell you they need the chips. Of course they do. There's 250 chips, she says, in a Javelin uh, missile launching system. And that's not as sophisticated as some of the new equipment. She failed to mention, though, that these chips are in practically everything we touch today, including your smartphone, your TV, and uh, even my smartwatch that I have on. Guess what? They're all made in China. Newsmax um, has predicted. uh, What do you think about this story? Did did you watch uh, Gina make a fool of herself on CBS? (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Oh, glad she's out of Rhode Island, though. Hey, Russia, who predicted they would take over the Ukraine after just a few days, is now several months into the war, and they're not winning. But they do claim that they occupy about 20% of the country. And for your information, the 20% they occupy are mostly Russian-speaking people who don't like Russia, but they continue to speak Russian. The feisty and intelligent Ukrainians continue to make a mockery of the Russian conscripted army. And Putin basically has made a fool of himself around the world with this ill-fated takeover of the Ukraine. So he's got 20%. So that means Ukraine has 80% of the country after Russia, the so-called mighty Russian army, has failed to accomplish literally nothing. I bet you haven't heard this story. It seems like Channel 3 in Kalamazoo, Michigan, is a big TV station out there. And what they did is they posted the results of a primary election that hasn't yet taken place. Oops. Seems they broadcast the election results, and they said it was won by a Republican rhino, whose name is Tudor Dixon, and Trump hater Peter Miter. They claim he won his race, too. The only problem here, folks, is the polls don't open until August the 2nd. (laughs) I found that so amusing. So this TV station has already announced who the winners are, of an election that has yet to take place out there in Kalamazoo, Michigan. What do you think of that? Hi, you're next on WNRI. Thanks for calling. Hello there. Yeah, I was was watching on the TV, and and someone came up with an idea that I agree with 100%. If you give chip makers money, you're picking winners and losers. If instead you give them a big tax break, the ones who are making a profit, who are successful, will, will continue to flourish. And a, a tax break on the chip makers will do a lot more and be a lot more successful in making more chip makers come to U.S. than trying to hand them money. Right. And as I'm sure you know, 
nearly everything that I mentioned, including a lot of our uh, military equipment, are using chips that are actually made in China. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's terrible. But we need to give them a tax break, not a handout. And that will bring them in here. And that's been a proven thing in, well, Gina couldn't get anything right. She's got Bidenitis. Everything she touches turns you know what. I love it. Bidenitis. I love it. Thank you very much for listening in the call. Have a good day. Let's give these people a tax break, he says, and I think uh, he's got a point. Sure, let's give them a tax break, and let's see if we can get uh, some of these chips made in America. After all, almost all of them were invented in America. All right, Helen, here's another did you know. Did you know that New York City public schools have suffered severe enrollment losses ever since the pandemic began as teachers and administrators prepare to restart school this fall they are going to face massive cutbacks unless mayor eric adams and his city council can alter their budget that they just approved which by the way had huge cuts to reflect the fact that there's less students in the system the school system lost about 64,000 students in the two academic years um, of covid and is primed to lose another 28,000 predicted this year. Now, what's causing this phenomenon? And can New York reverse this decline? Well, enrollment numbers in private schools, charter schools, and homeschooling has skyrocketed. Those who didn't agree with the mask mandates or who felt the children were learning nothing through computer screens, were probably right. Parents did what they could for the best interest of themselves and their children. This is going on nationwide, but you never hear about it, except perhaps here. My source, LibertyNation.com. Joe Biden's joke of Homeland Security Chief Alexandro Morales says, look, the border is secure. Who does he think he's kidding? I'm looking at it, and it's an international joke. Gatewaypundit.com, my source. Gee, Steve Bannon gets jail time for lying to that stupid clown show, January 6th hearing run by Nancy Pelosi. Yet Liz Cheney gets a pass when she lies that Trump never asked for troops, which he did. Two days before the rally, Cheney, unfortunately for Liz, despite the fact that uh, Fox let her get away with this lie during her Fox interview, forgot that there's actual footage of Chris Miller and Kosh Patel, both of whom attended the January 4th meeting, where they both confirmed that Donald Trump requested 20,000 troops at the January 4th White House preparation meeting, and Nancy Pelosi said... No. Liz Cheney got caught again lying. Will she get to go to court? Maybe. When the GOP takes over in November. You're next on WNRI. Go ahead. Hey, Dick, I'll make it quick. I, I will, you just talked about homeschooling. I think that is 100% the future of America. More I think so, too. Yeah. It's and happening in my this. family. Go ahead. Yeah, think about this. I, I, I made this fact, and I made this statement, and I back it up, and I think public schools can be some of the most dangerous places for children because think about it, in the ages of the age groups between 8 and uh, 14, or 8 to 16, uh, they're, they're going to be uh, teaching uh, stuff about sex. They're going to be giving them, va forcing them to get vaccines that they don't need, HPPZ vaccines. Uh, kids, uh, the girls are getting pregnant at 12 and 13 in schools, so... I think public schools are I, I, nothing against school teachers. I, I love school teachers. It's Me nothing too. against them. But it's, I think homeschooling is the way to go. That's all I was going to say. Well, I'm glad you called and, uh, and confirmed what I've said also. Thank you. Thanks for listening, you bet, by the way. Bye -bye. No, you bet, Mike. All right. Yeah, hey, you know, uh, the bottom line is that uh, more and more people are turning to homeschooling because they're kind of fed up with all this crap that's being fed to them. Um um, well, you're hearing about it over and over again. And look at uh, what uh, Ron DeSantis has noticed down in, in Florida. He's having trouble finding mathematics books 
that don't mention same sexes and that sort of thing. You may have missed it on Sunday. So Mark Levin, host of Fox News Channel's Life, Liberty, and Levin, rallied against the January 6th committee's ongoing investigation of that riot at the U.S. Capitol. Levin described the hearings as illegitimate and said, and I agree with him, that nothing has been learned in the eight primetime Disney productions held by the committee about alleged wrongdoing from former President Donald Trump. Even though the three major TV networks have paired together to air the clown show hearings in prime time. They have been a complete waste of time and will evaporate right after the November elections, which cannot come fast enough to suit me. Breitbart.com. 90 communities across America set records for high temperatures just this year, including here in New England. And as we speak, wow, does anybody realize it's summer? On the same day Biden issued this threat, since Congress is not acting on the climate emergency, he said, I will. And in the coming weeks, my administration will begin to announce executive actions to combat this emergency. Hey, Joe, wait a couple of more weeks and it'll be Labor Day, for God's sakes. Most Americans who aren't named Barack Obama like to think that the U.S. is the center of the world, if not the universe. But just because much of the country has been hot, it doesn't mean the entire earth is on fire. Yet our politicians and media focus on unusual heat despite the obvious. If global temperature is just about average, and it is, then clearly it must be well below average somewhere else when it's hot here in the Northeast. And, by the way, I've heard through the grapevine that the gym on Diamond Hill Road, unfortunately, has had their power turned off by Rhode Island Energy when owner Judy Sullivan apparently missed paying the electric bill. I sent a small check to her, trying to help her out, and suddenly the following day I learned that a GoFundMe page had been set up and fans of the gym quickly raised $10,000 to help this mother of five get the electricity turned back on. Let's hope Rhode Island Energy cooperates with our volunteer Autumn Fest chairperson and gets the electricity back on for this hard-working woman and her Woonsocket-based business. And I read on the Woonsocket call this morning. Did you read it? The new suicide hotline telephone number is 988. Hope you never get to use it. But if I were you, I would mark it down. 988. Bye-bye, everybody. I'll see you next week.